and welcome to the first episode of Africa Our Identity, the daily podcast that's all about celebrating and exploring the African continent. I'm your host, Abigail, known as the Readaholic, and each day we'll be taking a deep dive into different aspects of Africa, from its history to its culture and everything in between, all to promote African consciousness. Today's Monday, and with me, we're going to explore one of Africa's most fascinating kingdoms, the Mali Empire. It was one of the most prosperous and influential empires in West Africa during the 14th century, under the rule of the great Mansa Musa. Throughout our discovery of the Mali Empire, we're going to gain fascinating insights into the African continent's history and its impacts on the world. But before we continue, let's take a moment to appreciate the importance of African identity, something that's often overlooked. So many things have made history in our modern world. The world wars, the Holocaust, French and Russian revolutions, the COVID-19 pandemic, and so on. African history, the transatlantic slave trade, European invasion and colonialism, Pan-Africanism, outbreak of Islamic Jihad, and more. These events have made history. These are the things we consider the past. Well, years from right now, centuries from now, what will be there to say about our culture, our identity, what we are? In the 21st century, Africans wore their name trousers and t-shirts, they spoke English and so on. Really? Is that what we are? We are ashamed of our native languages, mode of dressing and our whole culture. In everything we do, we want to be like the British, the European. We feel that to be accepted, to be modern, to be right, we need to look like the Europeans, to speak English or French or Spanish. Now, we'd rather even be Chinese than be African. It's true that we were once colonized by the Europeans. Time can't change that fact, and we absorb their culture and how to speak their languages. We couldn't do anything about it, and now we can't change the past. But we can do something about our present and future. Do we want to remain slaves? We're enslaving ourselves to the English. We want to dress like them. We call those who can't speak English illiterate. We no longer even want to eat our own foods. We try to run away from the fact that we're African. But rather fortunately, we can't change that fact. Look, the worst form of deception is self-deception. You see, our vocabulary is rapidly stretching and English is an international language, so we also need to learn it and speak it. And there's nothing wrong in assimilating the European culture form around its heterogeneous. But do, do we do so to the extent that we forget our identity? When our children go to school, they learn English, French, Spanish, German. But we feel it's wrong to speak our own languages to them. It's ridiculous that we're African and yet we prohibit speaking our languages in our schools. Is it impossible to learn why we're speaking our languages? Monday to Thursday, you wear English clothes. You wear your native attire only on Fridays. Seriously? Look, we have forgotten our arts and crafts, our pride, the priceless things that the Europeans value so much they stole from us and would rather not give it back. These are the things we do not want, we no longer want to pay attention to. We don't want African-made things. We seek out made in China, in Germany, and the like. We suppress the talents we have in Africa, forgetting that ancient Africa was a civilized empire, with our people masters in crafts. We traded in gold, salt, irony, clothes, beads, and they created wealth for themselves with these precious items. These are the things we now run away from. Look at us. We cut our tongues. We bite our tongues to speak like the British, but they never try to speak like us. We bleach our skin to look like them. But come on, do they bother trying to look like us? We want to be like them so in the future, we have nothing to say about our culture. We'll be a people with our culture. Well, to me, that's scary.
You see, I once heard an African say that our languages are taboo, which before the Europeans came over, those were words we spoke. So if our languages are taboo, which means our culture is a taboo, we are a taboo and we are not supposed to exist. But since we do exist, we ought to be proud of ourselves and let's not try to be what we're not. Kwame Nkrumah once said, I'm African, not because I was born in Africa, but because Africa was born in me. How true. We're the ones who choose to be Af- Africans, because if we're not, then who will be? We ought to be proud, because look, our land is home to resources needed by the world. We are a talented race of people, and that's why there's no need to fear the past, the time when we were slaves, and therefore reject our culture. Then we'll be given the future, ge- the future generations something to fear, a past without a culture, without identity. That's not what we want, right? So if you're with me now, I want you to call yourself an Afrifan. That's what we are, okay? So once again, welcome to my podcast. I'm all about promoting our identity as Africans. So let's take a quick look at our weekly program. On Mondays, like today, we'll talk about ancient African kingdoms, their fascinating history, as well as African tribes. On Tuesdays, we should look out for an aspect of African history. And should we have time on our hands? We shall go through some memes. Wednesday, we're going to explore some fun facts about Africa and the Wednesday Five. So be sure to listen in on Wednesday. On Thursdays is the new session called Africa to the World. Should we have time on our hands, we'll go through some fascinations of the world. Friday is mostly miscellaneous. Any topic come on to us. And also gather your children for African tales and legendary stories. For even more information, you can follow me on Facebook as Abigail Aduma, A-B-I-G-A-I-L-A-D-U-M-A-H. On Twitter at Abby Readaholic, A-B-B-I-E-R-E-A-D-A-H-O-L-I-C. And on Instagram as Abby underscore Readaholic. So, as our program outlines, we're looking at one of Africa's ancient kingdoms, the Mali Empire. I'm thrilled to have you here in the first episode of Africa, Our Identity, as we explore the rise and fall of one of West Africa's most significant empires. We'll get familiarized with Mansa Musa, its emperor, who puts the Mali Empire on the world map. As I said before, the Mali Empire was one of the most prosperous and influential empires in West Africa during the 14th century, led by Mansa Musa. Just so you know, Mansa is a word that means king or emperor in the Mandi language. Let's briefly talk about the history of the Mali Empire. Before it, before it, before it was the Ghana Empire, overlord at the time, the empire began as a small Mandika kingdom around the Niger River. It began to develop following the decline of the Ghana Empire. History has it that Mandika kingdom was ruled by the king of the Soso Empire and Sundiata Keita of the Keita dynasty in Mali gained independence for the Mandika people by conquering Soso in 1235 CE. So Mali was able to engage in trade as an independent empire because it now had access to the Trans-Saharan Roots. After the death of Sundiata, there was Mansa Sakura, two other emperors before the famous Mansa Musa. Musa Keita of the Keita dynasty from 
from which Sundiata came. Mansa Musa came to power in 1312 CE, succeeding his predecessor, whom history has to be Abu Bakr II, who was a devout Muslim, making Islam the state's religion and inviting scholars to teach Islam in Mali. In 1324, 12 years into his rule, Mansa Musa made his famous pilgrimage to Mecca, during which he generously gave out gifts of gold in Egypt to the extent that there was a significant inflation in Egypt, just to tell you how wealthy this African emperor was. This event is said to have been responsible for putting the Mali Empire on the map regarding global trade. The Mali Empire was one of the largest producers of gold. This wealth allowed it to build large beautiful cities such as the famous Timbuktu. I will release a picture of that ancient city later on my handles. Mansa Musa is regarded as the greatest emperor of Mali because during his reign Mali was one of the richest kingdoms in Africa. The empire enjoyed peace and stability which enabled the population to thrive in trade, agriculture and commerce. Under Mansa Musa, the empire expanded its territories, influencing neighboring territories. In fact, Mansa Musa is regarded as the richest man in world history. Mansa Musa's wealth is estimated to be around $400 billion, exceeding the wealth of Elon Musk, whose wealth is estimated at around $219 billion, and even the now richest man in the world, Bernard Arnold, whose wealth is $207 billion. Just to tell you, how proud we should be of our history and heritage. Much isn't known about the Mali Empire culture, but we know about their architecture, which is known as the Sudano-Sahelian architecture, which is characterized by the use of mud bricks adobe plaster with large wooden log support beams. The Great Mosque of Jenne, which is the largest mud building in sub-Saharan Africa, is a good example of the Sudano-Sahelian architecture. I also released a picture of that building. It may interest you to know that among the common languages of the Mali Empire was Fulani, then Mandinka, Wolof, Bambara. Do you know that Mali is the Fulani name of the empire? It was also called Mande, Manden, Mandig, various variations, but Mali, the Fula form, is modernly recognized. However, to the people speaking the Mande language, it's Manden today. Well, Mansa Musa died in 1337 at only 57 years. And his sons, who took after him, did a poor job holding the kingdom together. The Songhai eventually took advantage of the weakened Mali Empire, once its overload, to expand its rule and succeed the Mali Empire. Is there something else you know about the Mali Empire? Well, share with me on Facebook using the, hash- using the hashtag Africa Our Identity or the Readaholic Podcasts. Turning a new page now, we're going to be discussing an African race of people, the Fulani. Fulani, also known as the Fubi, 
is a group of people with obscure origins. Some historians have it that they originated from ancient Egypt, which must have some truth in it because other studies have shown that these people display a Western African component and a Northern African component in their DNA. This is what probably differentiates them from the Alsas. They have more Semitic origins while the Alsas are rather indigenous to West Africa. Fun facts. The Fulani are regarded as the world's largest nomadic group. The Fulani are an ethnic group that can be found in West Africa, Nigeria, Mali, Guinea, Cameroon, Senegal and Niger, also Sudan. They are predominantly pastoral people, traditionally known for their skill with cattle and other livestock. The Fulani have a rich cultural heritage with strong tradition of storytelling and music. Many Fulani musicians are renowned for throughout West Africa for their ability to play the kora. In addition to their pastoralism and musical traditions, the Fulani are also known for their unique style of dress. Many Fulani women wear brightly colored head wraps and flowing robes, while men often wear long robes and Muslim style caps. I shall release some pictures of some pictures of their dressing on my social handles. Now, do you know that the Fulani people were among the first Africans to convert to Islam? On that note, we draw the curtains for today's episode of Africa Our Identity. I hope you've enjoyed the program. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Abigail Aduma, on Instagram, Abby underscore Abby with a Holic, and on Twitter as Abby with a Holic. The Abby is A B B I E. For more intriguing facts about our unique homeland, Africa. Also, remember to tell me any other things that you know about the Fulani tribe on Facebook using the hashtag Africa Our Identity or the Readaholic podcast. Also tell me about any other kingdom or tribe you want us to discuss next week. And I'm also looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. I'm Abigail or the Readaholic, your host, and I hope you join me every day as I explore Africa's rich cultural heritage and history, one episode at a time. See you tomorrow on Africa, our identity.